You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones. Damn right. Peter Streets. Right. Who else could make us this angry? And introducing Aaron Hubbard. Not a cast unless you feel my hot, furry body. Captain Podcast. Out of the blue yonder, yet yeah, last week, I was sitting there minding my own business at work. I was typing TPS reports. I was directing <laughs> workflow, promoting synergy, and uh, flirting with Deb, hitting on Deborah. <laughs> and my your instant balls message, off and dying. Like my instant do. message flashed, and I saw my good friend Jim Jones sending me a message. Oh, and yeah. he goes, uh, did you hear about the Star Wars Blu-rays? I'm like, no shit. I, I didn't think they'd come out this soon. Yeah, they announced them. Awesome, right? That's awesome. And I'm Pretty like, cool. tell me with the, all the cool storage capacity and extra features they can have, and it's going to be the ultimate edition that they're going to have, like, the option to play the original versions. And Jim said no. No, sir. No, sir. That's right. Lucas announced at Celebration 5 that they're coming out with Star Wars on Blu-ray, but they will not include the original editions. Now... The the thing is, is like, okay, if Lucas just come out and said, look, fuckers, this is my vision, um, you're never going to see your beloved original editions again. Well, ha, 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 ha. It'd be one thing. Hasn't he basically said that over the course of the past <laughs> But 15, when they took questions about it, they said the reason that they can't is because it would be so expensive to remaster. <laughs> Bullshit. Which I call I call total bullshit on because ninety nine percent of the movie is already fucking remastered. Plus, they just no just THX remastered that shit uh-huh. before they did the special editions. So, like that was his big thing. He was quoted in this article I was reading as saying that they would have to go through and do a whole restoration on it, and you have to do that digitally. It's a very very expensive process to do it. So when we did the transfer to digital, we only transferred really the upgraded version. Okay, but you have remastered the entire movie. Is it that expensive well, less, to less than fifteen the years film? ago? Yeah, and and before yeah. they were th- they made a big deal of how shitty the prints were, mm-hmm. how much effort they went into restoring them and THX remastering fifteen years yeah. ago. Yeah. So how the hell how how much harder could it have been to give the fans a branching version? Yep. Well, I'm confused because I underst- I knew exactly what you just said, Aaron, and that 15 years ago they did this remastering work, mm-hmm. and it was for the re-release of the movies. Are are they trying to tell us fans that when they did that process, they only selected the elements that they knew would make the special editions? No, and you don't understand. Before the special editions came out, literally the year before the special editions came out, they released this high-end... A VHS set yeah. that had all remastered. Oh, yeah. uh, don't you remember? Had THX remastered and all Vader's that stuff? head, Yoda's head. It's the same editions they used for the Laserdisc uh, re- revision. So you're telling me that like 15 years ago you had something good enough for Laserdisc, but you can't get that stock and uh, convert it to I Blu-ray? Wonder if, uh, I wonder if that conversion was an HD conversion. Man, there's nothing more HD than fucking 35 millimeter film. 
Lucas <laughs> yeah, is just being an asshole. That's <laughs> my point. I, I mean, the fact of the matter is it can be done. And those and are important he, movies. Yeah, and what is he talking about expensive? This Him <laughs> making this Blu-ray yeah. is printing money. Agreed. Yeah, it is. And the guy is about to die. Like, the guy is getting old, and he's fat, and he's unhealthy looking. You know he's about to die. He might as well go out. <laughs> His neck sack just inflates like boss ass. <laughs> like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Disgusting. That makes me <laughs> No Blu-ray. That's right. <laughs> Misa no like this. <laughs> Misa no like the regular editions. <laughs> Han, he's too, he was not shooting first. I, what? Uh, yes, and you know what? That's that's right there. If I could just get the edition where Han shot first, that's the only scene that really pisses me off and sets my... No, man, I, I tell you, man. Right, I, it's, it's chock full of moments, but that's the yeah. moment where it just really sets my teeth on That's it. absolutely the worst, I'll agree. Yeah, it's an affront. I mean, him stepping on Jabba's tail moments later isn't good either. No. I mean, that's pretty horrible as well. I like what they did with Jabba in the DVD edition because they've like redone that effect three times now, but it <laughs> looks better with each pass. But every time he steps on the damn tail, just because they didn't know and they had him walk behind this, this fat furry dude. You know, and that's what I don't understand about Lucas, why we're bagging on him, is you, you point out how Jabba the Hutt. In the first edition of the special edition that was released, ja- Wait, it's like, I lost. Uh, <laughs> which edition yeah. of which edition? <laughs> when they released the theatrically, the special editions, and Fuck. they had the new scenes, Jabba looked horrible. Yeah, and terrible. same thing when Phantom Menace came out. Yoda looked like shit. I'm, it's almost like people at ILM don't have a reference for Jabba the Hutt. They're like trying to remember what he looked like from like just from memory. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't understand how can they get it like episode one Yoda looks nothing like Yoda. Yeah, so original special edition Jabba looks nothing like Jabba. He's not the right color for yeah, Christ's sake. Yeah, he's a special ludicrous. He's a lot smaller. He's not the right color. He's, he's yeah. emerald green. He's green. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's very green. Yeah, totally wrong. Oh, it's it. Uh, but you know, go back. Let's let's go back here. I don't because I started paying attention to the Star Wars releases. When I was in high school and they came out with the THX remastered and they looked beautiful. Yeah. I'd never seen like on my standard def TV with that VHS how good they looked. And then they released for the movies and then they released the special editions on that. Uh-huh. Then mm-hmm. they came out with the uh, prequels and they released every, uh, the whole set all over again in a combined edition. And Lucas said, that they weren't going to release on DVD. Do you remember this bullshit? Oh, totally, yeah. They weren't going to release on DVD the original trilogy. They were yeah. So they sold you the prequels as the DVDs because they wanted to sit out this format because they knew it was going to go right to Blu-ray or HD DVD, and they weren't sure which one was going to be which or was going to win. So they're just going to sit out the you know gap between standard definition and high def. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they changed their mind after everyone got and bought the prequel editions, and they released a ultimate box set with all six of them. Again, this is if you're keeping count at home, like six times Lucas has printed money. Oh yeah, uh, and I'm not t- counting the, the releases before and the rentals and the laser disc, for, disc the laser dicks version. Yeah, um, Lucas is a laser dick. Why do you say I'm a Jedi Knight? I saw your laser dick. <laughs> Only Jedi's carry them. 
Um, so anyway. Wow. And now... Perhaps I killed George Lucas and took it from him. <laughs> his laser dick? Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I just feels like that Luke... This is every single time he does this, this is a calculated attempt to wring money for it. And I'm telling you yeah. what, fuck Lucas. I am not going to buy the Blu-ray copies of Star Wars. Wow, seriously? Oh, I, this is like is a PS3 bald move. Marcia. I am going to go find the it's laser disc like rips. They, you can find laser dips of the discs of the original trilogy. I'm just going to play them streaming on my PlayStation 3. Wow, Lucas, I bought six fucking edit versions of your movies, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to buy the Blu-ray of the shitty special edition. <laughs> that is a bald move. That is a bald move, my friend. That is, that is a bald move. I mean, I what is the real version it. of Star Wars anymore? You got Hayden Christensen on the final scene of Return of the Jedi. You got some fucking Australian no, dude voicing Boba Fett. The real version, in my opinion, is what was aired on the screens in the original theatrical airing. Warts yeah. and all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you, the, the sad like sound quality, picture quality, whatever. Just that is like the original. And this goes back to my nostalgia trip on video games and everything. I like to have it as it originally was. Not Mm -hmm. necessarily in this perfect form or modified to how they think it should have been, but how it was. And that to me is the original theatrical screenings. Well, let's let's talk about, of course, it's not just Lucas that does this. We'll never watch Star Wars again then. Hey, Jim? No, I'm going to watch the late, I'm going to get ripped versions of the laser discs and watch those. I still don't see how you're going to do that and call it something great because that is not a it's better high definition format. I mean, I mean it's better than it's better than DVD. Better than DVD, but it's not 1080p. I mean, it's not going to take advantage of your television. Well, George Lucas ever die, deans to release and I you know what? I'm almost betting he will. Problem is, I'm I was really in two years you'll have the super duper ultra archival yeah. edition, fifteen disc released as every version ever made. <laughs> Probably Indiana Jones himself unearthed the original trilogy, <laughs> and we've dusted it off. He traded it for a bag of sand. <laughs> I want to know exactly what the fuck is the, is the deal here because Blu-ray, like you said, is a format that has so much storage capacity that you could easily give people a custom Star Wars watching experience because I, being a graphics whore and a visual effects person that loves it, sucks it in, loved certain elements of the special editions. I don't ever want to see those hokey models fly up to the Death Star again. I like the CG X-Wings. I enjoyed some of the the dogfights there. They looked better to me. I did, I, yeah. I, yeah, I enjoyed the fact that you could no longer see through a transparent cockpit on the Battle of Oth. Yeah, the Oth scenes longer, were much better. Yes, you did no longer saw the black outlines around the the ships and the and the ATATs because it was a green or a blue screen at the time. I really like those subtle refinements that make it a more solid movie experience in this day and age. But I don't like the fact that they cut and paste Han's neck and make him a rubber neck so he somehow dodges the bullet. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the fact that funny lines are removed and that, uh, and that, like you said, the big one for me is the original Boba Fett voice is no longer there. That pisses me off. That, that really rapes my cookies. 
And you know what? The thing is, is that, like, it's not just that it's a bad idea. Han shooting first, or Han shooting second, waiting for Greedo to miss murdering him <laughs> when he's shooting a laser gun from a meter away. It's not just stupid conceptually. It's so poorly executed. Oh, yeah. Like, that's he the... that's teleports. That's the horrendous thing. And the same thing with him walking on Jabba's tail, that... That's not even conceptually that bad of an idea. It's not. It's kind of inventive how they worked around that footage. But holy shit, <laughs> though it's so poor. I mean, obviously they're just compositing Han and, and <laughs> teleporting him up a yeah. good foot, and then another foot, and then de- honestly, it's I feel like I could- South Park figures when they walk up a mountain. You know, it's like boom, boom, boom. I was boom, just about to know? say same thing. Same thing with like Jabba the the, the Hut. That if you had asked like. The top 100 amateur 3D modelers of the time and <laughs> textures, they could have come up with a better job of the hut than the official job of the hut from the special edition. Yeah. You know, or if you'd asked it, it, 100 puppeteers construct a Yoda that looks exactly like the Empire Strikes Back one, only with maybe improved technology and functionality, they would have done a better job than Lucas did. <laughs> it's like, I it just, ugh. Yeah. But Where's the passion? I well, I think that uh, I don't know, man. I don't think Lucas has got it. I mean, you see, it's yeah. depressing if you see the behind-the-scenes prequel stuff where he just basically has artists create this awesome art, and he just comes through and yeah, like that. No, I don't like that. Take those two, put it together. Uh, you know, <laughs> where's my four-year-old daughter? Uh, could you name this for me? Gungan, Jar Jar. Okay, got it. And you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it it must have been soul killing to work on the prequel trilogy. I bet it was. It was soul killing for me to watch the prequel tr- trilogy. Yeah, I wonder um, what the sense was of the people who were working on that. Did they like realize we're making total shit here? I think when episode you episode one, if you watch the uh, is it Red Letter Media a review of the prequels, um, attack uh, uh, the uh, Phantom Menace especially. He shows this I'd never seen before. Basically, George Lucas, um, Burt, who's the sound engineer? Ben uh, Burt. Yeah, Ben Burt, and a couple others. I think Spielberg was in the audience, and Rick McCollum was in the audience, and they showed the first rough cut of uh, the, the Phantom Menace. Yeah, it was and they horror. were all like, looked like they just watched <laughs> the, the, the city of Hiroshima get wiped off the map. I mean, they were all horrified it, at what they really needed. Obvious. It's all over their faces. Yeah, and Ben Burt, he nailed it. He's like, this film is all over the place. The tone, yeah. the pacing, the, the exact yeah. words, I believe, are so you go within the period of about five minutes between slightly comedic with Jar Jar to drama and death to like swashbuckling. Yeah, I mean, a caper is going on at the same time. Like it's, a, it's a lot, and it, it's a, not a lot of time to actually put it in there. They had the most endings, four endings at the same time. <laughs> I think George Lucas pathetically at the end after the, the screening says, well, it's uh, stylistically designed to be that way, and there's not a whole lot I can do about it right now. Yeah, well, but, you know, so he, he, he knew. The effect, You're right? acting like he was cavalier about it. I think he no, actually... He, he, I think he understood that he... That had, he's like, wow, I fucked up. But, why would you reshoot it? Why wouldn't? Why would you reshoot a movie that you'd spent not even? What was it like he had a forty-five million dollar budget? Was a sixty million dollar budget? That's why would it. you? 
why would you reshoot or restructure post production something uh, when you you know you could just release it as is and make four hundred and fifty million dollars? Yeah, I think he's a hardcore <laughs> businessman. He's no whatever artistic element in George Lucas existed once is now dead. And well, you know, I kind of Alvin Man. I kind of Just thought to, when he said, "Oh, well, you know, I'm going to release the prequels as, and and that's going to be my seed money for the movies I really want to make." I thought, well, maybe it will be worth it if he gives us some really awesome, you know, crazy out there movie. He hasn't done anything. American Graffiti Two, except for he paused to <laughs> anally rape Indiana Jones, and then he's back in a semi-retirement, starring now, Harrison Ford in a. 2010 Camaro. I think he's exactly he just... like I said, Aaron. His creative side has died, and he is strictly an industrialist now. That's it. That is absolutely 100% all that there is to George Lucas <laughs> is the corporate head of a company. That's what he is. That's it. I Here. think he's in, he's. We're getting a little off topic, but I think he's just. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go on. We talked about this in Stars vs. Star Trek. I do okay. want to talk about this. Is the format wars okay? And this is the right. how they fuck fans over. Yeah. One of okay. If George Lucas is enemy number one, enemy number two is New Line cin- Cinema. Because okay, I'll buy the fact that you made me buy the fucking standard editions of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then you <laughs> waited a year or two to do the expanded editions. Because I understand there's so much archival footage it took to put that stuff together. Blah 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 blah. Sure. But you motherfuckers releasing the Blu-ray version of standard editions a year before they released the expanded editions is just evil. Is <laughs> you trying to print money? Because you're just going to shovel that shit onto the Blu-ray, add a 30-minute documentary to make it kind, of, you know, the, the salve your conscience, yep. and make and and make mm-hmm. the sicko, crazy, obsessed fans spend twice the money that they would otherwise. <laughs> just like me, I've, I'm guilty as charged. I bought the Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray. I have them right here in my house. Ah, well, why are you going to buy the special editions that come out? Uh, yeah. What the hell is wrong with you, man? (laughs) Well, honestly, this is from an artistic perspective. Remember how we talked about our love and hate relationship with uh, the standard versus special edition Star Wars? Well, I I have a soft spot in me, just like with Star Wars, how I like some elements of both, but not straight-up originals either way, um, or the straight versions. Uh, The same is true with me in this Lord of the Rings business. I prefer to watch... On occasion, the actual theatrical release of Fellowship of the Ring, I think it has a better tone, a better pacing. Um, I think a lot of the stuff there just could have stayed on the cutting room floor. I think the theatrical release of that film is a better movie, and I like watching that. All right. Um, well, well, hold yeah, on that, to your butts. Are, are you sitting down? Are you sitting down? Because I'm, I'm going sitting. to totally agree with you. However... Oh, Blu-ray technology can hold both versions of the disc and let you select which one you want to play seamlessly. Here's the thing. It's not, it doesn't even have to hold both versions. It can hold the extended version, and all it does is cut out scenes. Like you That's what I'm saying. It uses branch, you chapter tell, branching exactly. to, to get the same effect. Yeah, so... don't make as much money, man. That's, but that's the whole <laughs> that's what the point. the wars are about. That's what we're talking about tonight. Well, this is the same as true. I, I don't think anything's new here. I mean, Blu-ray did it. DVD fucking did it. I mean, you could have had... I mean, that's like saying you could have... You know, you print a DVD cost uh, thir- three cents to manufacture. Why can't you include a D- an extra DVD in the box that has the other edition on it? 
Well, I mean, it's because that's that's what it's about. It's about making money. It's capitalism. Sure, but there's, there's just, a fair, like, to me, there's a fair way to do it, and there's an unfair way to do it. And well, I think w- when you're, like, I go back to Zelda, when we talked about uh, Twilight Princess, and that being released on Wii, like, a year or so, or how long was it before the GameCube version was out? Even though they had the GameCube they were version released done, on the same day, yeah. or yeah, it was held for like a year because they didn't want to yeah. cut cut into the Wii sales. Because they didn't want to cut, yeah, the Wii console sales based on that Twilight <laughs> Princess game. So, right. like that to me is the unfair way to do it. We've got this ready to go. We could give it to you now, but we're not going to make as much money if we don't screw you a little bit. Sorry, mm. that's just how it goes. <laughs> And I mean that is capitalism, yes, but it's also bullshit for the fans. Well, and the other thing is, like, I also think the right way to do it is release, if 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 at all possible, release both versions simultaneously and let the market decide. It's like they don't release the like with DVDs. I don't. Maybe I'm giving a bad a bad idea, but they didn't release like the standard uh, screen cropped version first, and then you could get the widescreen three months later. Sure. I mean, like, why? To me, this is that kind of situation. Why can't I choose I, if I want to stand? If I if I want to spend nineteen ninety nine for the standard Blu ray, or I want to spend forty bucks for the um the extended version, why why can't I make that choice? Why am I penalized and I have to buy two different versions? I have to spend twice as much money. You know why? And, and, yes, it's your own fault. You're just a completist. You want it all. <laughs> you can't have it all. You can't. I don't, but it's not just that. It's like the ma- the Matrix trilogy is the same way. How oh God, many friggin' tri- releases have they made on that? Can't have it all. Yeah, I I don't even know how many they made of Matrix. I mean, they have the HD DVD version. They have the DVD versions. The HD DVD version is like identical, like the right. collector set to the Blu-ray, except right. for like like you said, like a half-hour documentary or yeah. whatever. there's this one extra thing that's there. And that's it. And you know the other thing about this is that, um, I like Blu-ray. Why we're talking format? Why are these thirty dollars? I know <laughs> they 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 give you a, a a Blu-ray. They give you usually a DVD copy of the same goddamn movie, which conceivably mm-hmm. could go on eBay and sell for five bucks. Possibly a digital copy. And then you get a digital copy. You get three damn discs with these things just to justify the $30. It's like, look at all the extra stuff. But nobody cares about the digital copy. Yeah. You know what? I should be able to make my own goddamn digital copy. If it wasn't for their stupid you know, yeah. DRM, I could sure. just do that. So it's like, isn't that, and isn't that kind of weird they provide you a digital copy when they don't want digital copies? Because that, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's that, like, that is total bullshit. And the digital copy is always low res. It's never... Oh really? I thought it was. Oh, that's what it is. I always thought because like Terminator. Do you remember the Terminator Two Special Edition? When it released, it came with like a ten a ten eighty p version of the movie that would only play on like the super fastest computer of the time. And I have that version. I do too. And I remember like running it like frame by frame just to see how awesome it looked on my computer <laughs> monitor. But it like my computer would like play three frames a second. <laughs> Mine actually got to play it at you know full on, you know movie like, movie quality FPS, but uh, that's after I upgraded. That was about three years ago when I bought it finally, and it was amazing. Like that uh, that was before I owned a Blu-ray. I may have been right before Blu-rays were really coming out in the marketplace when I was seeing this, and I was like, wow, 
the future of movies is bright because this is amazing. You could see the nipples on, you know, the Terminator's forehead. It was, what? It was just amazing. The detail. I, I haven't noticed those. Maybe I haven't seen it in Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Once you add those extra pixels, man, the nipples really you see all out. kinds of details there. It's yeah. 1080p is so amazing. Uh, speaking of that, though, we're we're kind of on the subject of like the format wars themselves, like between HD DVD and Blu-ray, um, and like the pros of the new format. Like going to a new format, I don't feel is really screwing the customer. I mean, it's giving them something substantially better in most cases. Like DVD from VHS was a massive improvement, and same with Blu-ray from DVD. I mean, those are well, go down the list of the pros for us, Jim. What what do we get? <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, we're talking better image quality, no doubt. The high high yeah, definition, even with DVD upscaling, you're still not approaching Blu-ray levels. Nipples on foreheads, so that's all <laughs> I have. To say. Um, better sound quality goes with that, obviously, and like more storage space for extras, like features, like featurettes and documentaries, and all this stuff that we're talking about in the different versions. Um, that's all. That's all cool stuff to me. I mean, I like that stuff. It is cool, and I think when we get to the cons here, it's I think part of the cons is the fact that what we're paying for in some of these aspects aren't are underutilized. Because, yeah. like you said, Blu-ray, massive storage medium there, and you know, I I kind of see where Aaron's coming from in the sense that you could really hype that up and do a lot more with it. Because we are paying yeah. more for these, right? I mean, you mark the price up, so the reason we're supposed to be paying more of our money to you is for the be- the things Jim just said, the better image quality, better sound quality, and the more storage capacity. If you're not really pushing the envelope, then you're not really giving the consumer a valuable reason to invest in the new technology. For sure, yeah. And I've kind of come around. I mean, I don't... I used to be a huge special features guy, but as I've gotten less and less time, now I just really appreciate having a beautiful copy of the movie. And that's what Blu-ray means to me. I mean, there's been several times where I'm just like, wow, I'm really glad I bought this awesome TV and have a PlayStation 3 to be able to soak up all this quality. But, you know, I I can appreciate that that is a big thing for the consumers. And And I do like director's commentaries, which are not that big a deal space-wise. I'm a documentary whore. Like, I, yeah. If it's something I enjoy, I will watch the documentaries. Uh, I don't care how long. I love that about the special editions of... Uh, well, and I, I was going to say that because I was spoiled by that. Like, I've, I started, like, I used, I was getting the special editions of, like, Batman and X-Men and all these other stuff, and nothing was as good or as detailed as the special features for Lord of the Rings. And I have to say that the original DVD special edition Star Wars box set had a hell of a fourth disc of bonus features. Yeah, it It, did. It really really made me kind of love Star Wars again a little bit. And the special edition Empire Strikes Back is not so bad. It does does omit needlessly a funny funny scene with R2 and the Swamp Monster. Um, uh, but uh, you were lucky to get out of that. That's not nearly as fucking humorous as. Good thing you don't taste very good. Yeah, good thing droids but, don't uh, taste good. I don't know. I I just um, it just feel, feels like that these people are fleecing us for what they can get away with, and because us fanboys are fanboys, we can be fleeced a lot. 
I mean, look how often I Lucas. Why are we still buying Star Wars licensed merchandise? For God's sake, I'm not, man. I'm not. But I'm telling you, I, I have a hard I have. time where I I draw the. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I am having a hard time with like where to draw the line on ethics here. I think it's a it's a gray area because you know releasing the special edition and the normal theatrical cut seem fine to me. Having to pay double if you want both seems okay to me. I think, though, that where I'm really pissed off as far as this new format media for at least the Star Wars movies is that we as fans deserve our choices. The marketplace is about freedom of choice, in my opinion. And if I want to watch the old style, you know, old effects, old models, you know, unfucked with movies in HD, I should be able to buy those. If I want to watch the special editions with dancing Muppet CGI and Jabba's Palace, I should be able to fucking buy that if I want to. I should have a choice. What Lucas is saying is that, no, I am choosing for the fans. They like it. They're going to eat it. And they're not going to have a choice about it. I, I, I fucking hate that. I mean, it's his right as a creator to fuck up and strangle his work. I mean, same way like Spielberg was certainly free to airbrush out guns from E.T. and stick them in giant fake fucking uh. looking walkie-talkies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can do that. You can you can mess up your... Mm. But well, you know what makes me sad is... What version does it, is the Smithsonian archiving for Star Wars? So in 200 years from now, people will understand, you know, like yeah. it, it would, it would be a damn shame if all they have is a special edition that Lucas is, is letting them for, have for their national archives. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have to give them access to that at all. I think they should. I think they should send in them fucking Marines <laughs> and the National Guard into, and, and attack ass. Lucas Ranch, Skywalker Ranch. This is and, sounding like a South Park episode I've seen. Yeah, they, they need to be stopped. Samson's did it. Samson's yeah. did it. <laughs> I would say this, man. Aaron, I saw a movie today that was an amazing picture. It was the first time I'd seen it in 1080p. Uh, I saw a Blu-ray copy today of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh-huh. I almost bought that, too. I saw that at Fry's The image... The image quality is phenomenal. Uh-huh. It is crystalline. It looks like they filmed, filmed the movie yesterday. Wow. It's that good. And you know what? It's not full of added digital effects showing fiery propulsions coming out of the ships. It's, it doesn't have CGI additions to flub over the, the small technical you know, problems uh-huh. with models as opposed to what we can do in this day and age. It's verbatim the same film you walked in in the 60s and saw. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm getting the fullness of what that film actually was because I have an HD now version to, to look upon. It was not a distraction not to have CGI monsters running everywhere. It was the movie I wanted to see. It was exactly what I wanted to see, in fact, frame by frame. And it didn't detract from the experience. I only enjoyed it more because it was a better video quality of the original. 
I mean, that's what is that too much to ask for Star Wars? No, I, I mean, again, there's, I'd say three to seventy five percent of Star Wars fans would say no, it's not. At least we should have, as you said, the choice. So, mm-hmm. and I and I, my, I do have a choice. My choice is to pirate the fuck out of the Laserdisc version <laughs> and stream it over my PlayStation Three. So, mm-hmm. you know. I'm taking my dollars and I'm not spending them elsewhere. <laughs> I'm tucking them under the mattress and pirating the version of the movie that I want because there's no way to legally buy it. And that's a damn shame. So on to the greater format wars as a whole. What uh, other cons are there, do you think, to... We didn't really talk about early adopters. Yeah, um, like all the poor that, bastards that bought HD DVD players. Exactly, that was a big huge HD DVD play, players. Because um, I don't think Betamax got much hold, did it? I don't know. My my aunt and uncle had one. Really? Yeah, I knew Severin. So to my my maybe it's just my family. We're the only ones in North America <laughs> bought them. I mean, I was probably like negative years old when it came out, but but I, I know, Mister. Like the, I remember the local video store stocking almost fifty fifty VHS versus Betamax. Well, maybe there was a fierce war. Um, but you're right. Like the I mean, HD DVD Blu-ray war seemed tooth and nail like fierce because you had the launch yeah. of these two mega consoles at the same time. Yeah, and one was clearly not supporting Blu-ray and right. giving you the option of HD DVD. The other was going full Blu-ray. So you've yeah, got like, hardcore. And I'm not so was, sure that that yeah, was smart. Happen. Yeah, I'm not so sure that Sony with their six. I mean, they're. Ugh. I mean, the PlayStation Three now is a platform in its own right, but I'm not so sure that if they ditched Blu-ray. And I don't know if PlayStation Three ultimately affected the outcome that much. Do you? Yeah, because it wasn't uh, adopted that much. No, I people, disagree. My thing I, is, I, here's here. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jim. Well, I, I was just going to disagree with that because I think the early adopters are the people who are buying it right up front, right? And they're the people who are spending, by definition, the most money on these things, right? Um, no doubt. And they determine what gets sold in those first critical months and years. And in this case, people weren't people were seriously looking at Blu-ray or seriously looking at the PS3 as both a Blu-ray player and a console. And that was how were, that was the old, only way people justified the expense because the they're like $100. They're like, yeah. "Okay, well Xbox 360 for $400." Uh, 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 uh. Five hundred ninety-nine U.S. dollars. Oh, well, for for three hundred ninety-nine U.S. dollars, you get the Xbox three hundred and sixty, and right. all the PS fanboys were saying, "Well, really, if you think of it, it's the four hundred dollars PS PS three and fucking Blu-ray players are four fifty five hundred dollars." Oh no, no, they were way higher. That well, was not, the cheapest Blu-ray player on the market. Right. The so they're saying that like it's actually a deal, but you know, yeah. the, all the Xbox fanboys were not you know listening. Obviously. And and I was all about choice at the time. I was like. 360. It goes with DVD, and I have the choice. To and at the time, out. it played more of the games that I would want to play too. I mean, sure, yeah. Yeah, it's not been the, had the a last... better library for like the first two, three years. Yeah, it's not to the last really year. Until like you know that the PlayStation Three came out with any exclusives that were worth a shit. I mean, like Little Big Planet arguably yeah. should have been their launch title. <laughs> now there are about ten titles that are exclusive to the system. That I think warrant the purchase. That and the fact that it's half the original price. Yes, yeah. and it's a and it's still a Blu-ray player. Still. And, and now that we know about the Red Ring of Death, 
and the return <laughs> rates of Microsoft that you really, you know, PlayStation has uh, clawed its and way back into the... No the yeah, that's all. Also, been- I'm kind of a graphics whore, and the 360 a lot of times shortchanges you on its HD output. Agreed. It doesn't actually put out uh, full 720p in most of its games. It's actually a, none a of them come out 1080p. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't even know if game on cap- PS3. I don't know that- if it's capable. What? Oh, the little big planet. I know, uh, is it? Yep. Yeah. I know Bayonetta. Bayonetta was 1080p. Oh, really? It's, well, <sighs> and if it's not, then it's definitely, you know, the rest of the games are, are 720p for real. Right. Whereas on Xbox 360, it's not for real, y'all. Although anyway, still you see Halo the, Reach and it's like, uh. <laughs> The point I was getting at is that these people bought the Blu-ray player slash game player and now are buying Blu-rays exclusively. There's no fucking way anybody's going to buy the PS3 and the 360 and the HDTV add-on and HDDVDs exclusively. And split your library like that. Yeah, who and the so fuck your, is your, do your theory is, your, your, what you're saying is that... I did it. There's there's a small difference. It's, it's the early war and a tug of war between the early adopters that yeah. swings the war, and the fact that the PlayStation Three, all things being equal, more I mean, people bought PlayStation Three and had access to Blu-rays, where there was no like someone that's like bought something. Hey, I got an HD player or HD DVD player at this. I'm gonna start. I should buy checking. some movies. Yeah, whereas yeah. Blu-ray had that going. Exactly. You know, if you're so if I you're a geek it, it trying to justify your goddamn six hundred dollar purchase, <laughs> you're gonna say, "Oh, well, I have a Blu-ray." Yeah, player. come on over, and then like I know that that was a way that a lot of guys pitched their wives and girlfriends on it, <laughs> sure, which is another yeah. uh, a big segment of. Uh, You'll be able to watch Casablanca in. Yeah, <laughs> look, I think I Sex and the <laughs> City will look. <laughs> I'll buy the Kleenexes with the PlayStation Three for you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, Are you insinuating that you're going to masturbate on <laughs> things you've watched to, to cast them? What, what is this Kleenex, man? I don't use Kleenex towels. Oh, Ted's the but, uh, Anyway. Picker, picker, upper. I really don't know, though, if that is the sole reason. It's not. Blue Way. Blue Way. Blue Ray won the war. That's a hard sentence to say. <laughs> well, my. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's something else going on. It wasn't just PS3. Because, yeah. I mean, at the, uh, we were talking about early adopters being pivotal here. Maybe, maybe a little bit, but I mean, the early adopters, you know, and again, this is back in the cons of a new format. Early adopters spend probably twice as much as somebody who buys it in midlife. Mm-hmm. They get shittier versions of the systems and players mm-hmm. because That's ultimately, the there's a problem with the early unit, or the early unit is fatter and bulkier and louder and stupider than the <laughs> midlife version that you end up buying for 50% the price. So the early adopters are those real tech head geeks that end up blowing so much money for less superior products. And, and, I'm and, glad yeah. I'm, that they exist. I'm glad that we have this avant-garde of nerd and geekism out there. That goes ahead and takes the bullets and dies on my behalf. Behalf, but like, what the fuck it is? Is that what we're saying? One Blu-ray? Because I really don't think PS3 early adopters won the format war for Blu-ray. I'm sorry. I don't know. I mean, it, I mean it's a small perform. It's a small nothing. format, but I tell you what, I think that I've been an early adopter. It is so not worth it. 
And, uh, you know, I think, I think Jim's a little bit right that you kind of see the pendulum and once there's just, you know, 80% of the population is kind of waiting to see who's going to win. Yeah. And the second yeah. that it looked like Blu-ray was starting to edge ahead of the sales, it snowballed. Mm-hmm. And my theory is this. Sony got fucked on Betamax. Sony got fucked on the mini discs. When it looked like they're going to get fucked on Blu-ray, they started assassinating people. They're like, we're a multi-billion fucking dollar company. We're going to buy senators. We're going to we're kill people. We're winning one of these wars. We're going, to, we're going to bury prostitutes out in the Las Vegas desert if this is what it takes to win the four. And I, they just stopped at nothing. I like it. Well, I mean, we could have an entire cast. It's the only thing that makes just sense. all three of us taking turns reading a big list of proprietary Sony formats through the decades. That have failed. Because they're, they're, that have failed. There are literally dozens of proprietary formats, data discs, camera di- I mean, I'm not even going to... Yeah, and, and Sony's been on the losing end of a lot of that stuff. Yep. Most all of it, if not all of it, until Blu-ray. They even had to make it mandatory for their popular PlayStation platform in order to try everything they could to secure a victory. Yeah, and I... If you guys have not heard my rant about the PS3 and PowerPlay, go back and listen to it. I don't know exactly what episode it is, but uh, it's a good one. And I I think I was 100% right. You know what? The thing is, is like it's so funny to watch fanboys get... Because I watch it every day. In fact, today (laughs) I was, was on a fucking BlackBerry forum. (laughs) <laughs> and like people are arguing about whether Rim, the company owns Blackberry, is dying or not, and they're having the passion. It's like, you know, these people were basically calling each other doo doo heads and droopy drawers within three page three three pages of the thread, and they're basically people that have no idea what the fuck they're talking about talking past each other. And I see the same thing starting up sure. with like Microsoft Connect versus PlayStation Move. Oh, that's been going, yeah. Like this guy last I was at. Um, GameStop last night because that's where I get my haircut right next door. And you get your haircut at GameStop. I do. <laughs> that explains why I looked right now, listeners. Um, uh, but the nice thing is you get to browse video games while you're you're waiting for them to sh- to, to uh, shorn you, um, uh, to scalp you, uh, literally. But um, I was listening to this guy who obviously has an axe grind against PlayStation, and he sees like the you know the move displays, and he's like, so how much is the move system? And the girl quoted him four ninety nine, no three ninety nine, and the guy goes, went on a five minute tirade about how ridiculous that pricing is, and my Sony's lost her fucking mind. I can't believe it. Like ranting in the middle of it, and she's like, "That's the system. If you just want the controller and the upgrade, it's you know whatever it was." Yeah. And the guy's like, oh. "But I mean, he was like primed and ready to, you know." go from from a moment's provocation and yeah. I, I just it's interesting to see because like here i sat out the blu-ray versus hd dvd and i to this day can't tell you which was the technically superior format i actually this afternoon the prep i kind of did some wikipedia i still can't figure it out <laughs> i i kind of got the impression that hd dvd was cheaper but slightly less inferior or slightly less technically sophisticated that blu-ray is more expensive but ultimately more capable but i'll be damned if i could t- you know like if, if you showed me back-to-back images on the tv which would look better yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know if I could pick I mean, them as long out. As it sits out a 1080p picture through an HDMI cable, I'm good to go. Well, and the thing is, is I was just, maybe I'm a heretic or maybe I'm just getting old, but like I was telling Jim this weekend when we were shopping for Blu-rays and DVDs, is like, unless it's something that I really, 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 really like, I'll get a DVD because this PlayStation 3 does a hell of a job upsampling. Sure. I mean, I can yeah. still tell a difference, a slight difference. Um, I- between a very well-mastered uh, DVD, um, for example, a Pixar DVD, and a Blu-ray, but it's a very, very small difference. Well, I was telling you while we were there shopping that I refuse to pay more than $15 for a Blu-ray, mm. unless it's like a collector. Yeah, like, right. Multiple disc. Uh, like, I bought the Rambo collection, which I can justify that for 40-something bucks. But I'll like, like, for example, I could have got, I could get the Running Man Blu-ray for $11, or I could have gotten it for... Six dollars on DVD. If the Running Man DVD had been or Blu-ray had been like fifteen bucks, I would have gotten a DVD. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you got the eleven dollar Blu-ray. I, did. I think I did. Did I believe I did? I think so yeah. I got another Blu-ray. I can't remember what it was. Oh, neither can I. I got two. Doesn't anyway, matter. This doesn't matter. The so interesting to listen. I can hear like, them. Actually. You can hear listen, them. Listen. You can hear they're, they're they're shutting their iPods yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. That's the sound of iPods. It's the sound. They're deleting their reviews. Thousand iPods suddenly crying out in terror. They're deleting their iTunes reviews. <laughs> Being suddenly silenced. Oh, look at this! I'm calling it up. I can see the stars going. You know, we had five. Now it's four. Oh, there goes four. <laughs> Jobs is removing reviews as we speak. <laughs> um. Where are we going with this? I don't know. I totally lost it. I think we're ju- are we juiced at? We have we vented our spleen. Oh God, no! I wanted to talk <laughs> a little bit, a little bit about like the additions because I know we started off with this with the Lord of the Rings and bring all us that. Back. But I'm going to bring it back around, and I'm just going to list for you all of the different editions of movies that I've seen on shelf. Here yeah. we go. The editions that I've seen: extended cuts. Special editions, director's cuts, unrated editions, ultimate editions, criterion collections, and collector's editions. That's all I can think off the top of my head. But that's a pretty damn long list. And most of these have, like, most movies have multiple editions from this list. I've heard that the number one offender in this regard is by far Blade Runner. Uh, That's what I've heard. I kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are like seventy editions or something. See, some of these used to mean re-edit that a thousand times. Some of these used to mean a goddamn thing. Like, yeah. you got a Criterion edition laser disc, or early on a, a DVD. It was no shit. Like, noticeably better transfer. Noticeably, better you know, colors. they used better compression, so there might be a two disc set or whatever. It had a lot more special features. The packaging was a lot more sophisticated. Now it's like I saw yesterday, like they had Sapphire Edition Blu-rays. I'm like, what the fuck is a Sapphire Edition? Whoa, never heard of that. Yeah, yeah it's like, is... so, so, I don't know. I still do this because I, I, I actually looked at the box <laughs> and it just seemed like it was like, you know, a really good edition of a Blu-ray. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it's kind of like the same thing okay. with the Criterion. I mean, you, you had to yeah. kind of know that it's kind of like, you know, what a Criterion Edition was before you'd be blown back at a store. So yeah. maybe that's the thing. They found out people just don't give a shit except they see, like, it's a X edition, so they get that. Yeah, yeah, I and think I'm, that has something to do with it. I'm the same way. Like, the Anchorman movie, uh, which was the Latin, also known as the last movie Will Ferrell was funny in, um, <laughs> I don't like the unrated edition of it. It's not near. It doesn't flow See, nearly I, as well, and it it there the more profanity and vulgarity takes away from the one 
precision F strike that the movie does make when he says, "Go fuck yourself, San Diego." Sure. The the problem I have, especially with this unrated edition, unrated edition doesn't necessarily mean it's vulgar. Unrated edition doesn't necessarily mean just means it's not the anything more appropriate. It just means that they haven't got a rating for this version of the film. Which means if they change five seconds of the film, yes. They, the, MP, the MPA did not rate it, so it's unrated. So it's, unra- it's technically unrated. That is the most bullshit title for an edition I've ever heard. Yeah, when I see unrated, I want full frontal female nudity. <laughs> At least. At, At a least. minimum. And I'm not getting it. No. I'm disappointed. Yeah, unrated's a sham. It's, a, it's another hype. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's the one that definitely got me started on this whole rant. It's the unrated edition. Cause you I, know, I, can, I can appreciate different editions, but are you just saying, as your point in this rant, Jim, that too much is too much? At some point, stop selling me the same thing, basically. Exactly. Like, that- it's confusing. Or, or stop creating all these different editions when you know you're just coming out with another one later on with this extra featurette or this commentary track. Like, do it upright and say this is the definitive edition. That's that's what so, I'm getting at. So you, you're saying that instead of extended special directors, unrated ultimate <laughs> criterion collectors edition, yeah. they should trash all those those descriptive words and just go with definitive. No, but no, no, definitive, no, 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 no. Because that, that just becomes. Oh, you want like what's a standardization edition, or what's the ultimate edition, or what's the super edition, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I, I just want one release. One release as the if you are going to make an ultimate collector's box set that, that has the footage, like every piece of footage known to man for this film, every documentary, everything, put it all together in one collection and be done with it. Can that Don't collection? Can can you opt to not have fucking animated menus and unskippable <laughs> oh, commercials and all FBI this other warning? Yeah. Previews. I mean, because some of this stuff, it's like just capitalism run amok the way the rest of the country is. I mean, go down the fucking detergent aisle of Walmart. How many goddamn editions <laughs> of Tide are there? Yeah. I mean, and yeah. then different sizes and the different dispenser formats. We get at get... least four for the seasons. Oh, <laughs> it's 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 crazy when you can have a hundred yards a uh, uh, six foot tall of laundry soap. <laughs> yep. You know, we don't Star need Wars, that's how many, and they're just and and they're not hypoallergenic. They'll make you break out in hives. I think the most egregious They'll make your dick fall off. <laughs> Too late. I think the most, most <laughs> that's the most egregious. That, that'll make your dick fall off. Edition. That's what George Lucas is releasing. If you buy the Blu-ray and watch it, yep. your dick fall right off. Guaranteed. You heard it here first. The one that I really hate is Region Locked. DVDs. Oh. Region locked DVDs make me. Yeah, I don't so care about that. Fucking angry. Doesn't bother me. Ugly American. That, that you don't is import. the ultimate capitalist movie or capitalist move. They region lock DVDs so that people in other regions cannot buy them until the movie comes out in theaters and their location and like just just because they can't get their release schedule lined up and so they region lock it so you can't buy a European DVD and stick it in your player. Yeah, that's and, and it's total just bullshit. a money grab. That is all region locking is. And I, I well, what same. would they do? Are you saying that if there was no region locking, 
that if they released a movie that everybody in the world wants, just like they released it early in Japan, that people would import that and somehow they would lose money? Yeah, because they, the they wouldn't get as many people coming to see it in the theaters here. Um, it, like The hype would kind of already be over with once it hits here. It's a way to control release schedules, it sounds like. Yeah, in a way, through release schedules to just make more money. It, it just doesn't doesn't add up at all to me. I mean, I've never been a big importer. I guess that's why I'm not really concerned. Usually if it's something I want to see, I can just wait until I get it in my region. I understand that. It's a little provincial, yeah. but, I mean, don't you understand that that is a problem, though? I don't see it as being a big problem. I'm not convinced yet. What well, if okay, you... Tony Jaw just re- did Ongbok 3. It's released, it's out, there's a DVD in Taiwan, or Thailand, rather. Um, but I can't buy it here. I can't even see it here. It's impossible for me to watch that film that has been released somewhere else in the world simply because of region locking. That's it. Yeah, but isn't there going to be, like, when it finally comes to our region, isn't it going to have, you know, subtitles and, you know, kind of a more well, localized... If you, if, if you don't want to wait, it's like, it, okay, let, let's say there's this awesome book that was released in Germany, and I happen to speak German because, you know... Uh, I paid attention to high school or I was from there and I'm like, oh, I'm going to order the book from Germany and fly, uh, have it shipped overseas. I'm going to read it in German. I'm not going to wait for the English translation. And I open the book and it fucking spontaneously explodes because it's on American soil. No, you can't even open the book. No, I can't even open it. It's, it's, it's it. like, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it snapped shut and said, I'm on American soil. I, I can't let you read that. I, yep. It's just... You know, I don't want to sound like these fucking free tards that are information wants to be free and all that kind of stuff, but <laughs> I don't even know why they do that nowadays. Like, like special guest host Richard Stallman is there, here. We us. go, RMS, we go. come sit down, take a fucking shower, and then come sit down. Oh God, stick my sh- my my couch up. You dude. have a lot of people waiting in line to beat you up, Aaron. <laughs> Richard Stallman, I will fucking take you. Yeah, but you insult I've Steven seen you, Stephen Seagal, man. Stephen Seagal, I'll fucking Richard take you Stallman. too. Take them both at the same time. The stink will wipe out Steven Seagal, (laughs) and then I'll pinch my nose and beat Stallman into submission. Or I'll get Eric Eric S. Raymond over here with his gun collection, Uh, and they'll fight each other on sight. Meanwhile, Gerstmann's going to be going at it with Peter. We ought to have like a grudge match with everybody. Just invite them all over and just, you know. Stupid fat fucker. (laughs) And he was right after all. He was. He was correct, and I hated him for it. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, I really don't understand what the, I mean, the regional thing, I, I get what you're saying with the book, that makes more sense. They don't do that with books, though. I mean, we're not talking about books, they though. Can't. Well, they yeah. can't do it with the, with, the, with the written word, I understand, but I'm talking about, like, say you did no German, and you wanted the German movie now. Mm-hmm. Can't you simply do the following? Go online, import the motherfucking locked regional 2, 3, 4 version anyway. Get it in your home. Pop it into your computer and find a way to unlock it. <laughs> you, yes, but you're talking you about that's... Well, first of all, it's illegal. It's illegal, yeah. But second of all, that's not necessarily the easiest thing in the world. But you know, this is actually... We're talking about digital versus analog. This is kind of an interesting discussion on itself because like this week at Penny Arcade... Mike and Jerry, the guys that run it, stepped in a big time, but basically they said anyone that buys video games used 
are the same as pirates. Oh, God. And I about lost my shit because here's this guy that's driving a Mercedes Benz <laughs> because of his uh, sort of, quote-unquote, keeping it real with gamers, is now saying that unless you pay full retail fucking price, $60, you're not properly supporting the developers. You know what? Developers, fuck you. You're the ones that are wanting to tie this shit to physical media. Therefore, we get right of first sale doctrine. You know, I yeah. mean, what are, are the, and they called GameStop pawn? You know, di- a pawn shop. It's like okay, are libraries pawn shops? Is uh, you know, half price books half-price, pawn yeah. shops? I mean, and it's not like, huh? I, I they act like you're stealing the product if you buy it used, basically. And they're like, well, you know, no other product is exactly the same uh, when you buy it as, you know, it's like if you buy a car, it's degraded, it's older, it's blah, blah, blah. If you buy a game plays the same as it did two years ago as it does today. What about a movie? Yeah, well, I'm I'm just saying that, number one, that argument doesn't even hold up because, you know, you have to wait to play the game if you're going to buy it used. and. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I was just pissed off when they said that. Um, no, yeah, but you have I to totally wait to play. Mind. I mean, there are things. You have to wait to buy the uh, to play the game. The game might not be as nice. The game, you know, might have a scratch in it or whatever. Um, there's going to be you probably got the game spoiled. You don't get the excitement of playing it with everybody else. I mean, there's a lot of things that. Sure. But more to the point, I wouldn't play nearly the many, many as games as I do if I didn't, you know. Get some of them used. Yeah, it's a simple fact. You can't buy as many $60 games as you can $20 games. And it's like if developers are saying, okay, the other thing about the developers, I want to say fuck you too, is if developers saying, well, buying from GameStop is just the same as piracy, number one, well, shit, maybe I should just pirate your shit. Uh, number two, why do you fucking give GameStop exclusive packages and download content and all this other shit if yeah. you hate them so much? Yep. You're enabling them to fuck you. So it's like, shut up, you know, quit. I'm, I'm just wanting to buy your damn game. And the other thing is, you guys are now on this wave that we're artists now. Well, why don't you just be happy that we're enjoying your art? Yeah, for real. <laughs> so. If they were artists and not capitalists, that would be all they'd need. They'd, they'd, they'd freely disperse their art. Right, or it'd be donation-based. Or... Yeah, the thing know. is, like, stop is, is, a, is what gets the product out there. I mean... It's a retailer. I mean, if you were a game company, you know, that were, was also simultaneously a retailer, like if Walmart produced video games we play, you know, then there wouldn't be a big big deal for this. Uh, it's just kind of silly. You're, you're not in the retail business. You're in the developing business. You know, do what you do. Let somebody else do what they do. That's well, what I- and they're, they're like, well, they, we want to see Steam. You know, we, we can't wait till Steam is because you can't buy games off Steam. And my response to that is, well, I can buy Mass Effect for five dollars. Yeah. What's the difference between? I mean, if you got get got guys get off your asses and 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 develop shit that's like Steam. I mean, Valve took a big step there. If these publishers are ones that are really bitching about it, why don't the publishers get off their ass and let us do digital de- de- delivery and don't charge us sixty bucks for it? Charge us thirty. And then, like, after the game's six months old, drop the price in half. I mean, that stuff can be successful, but don't sit there and try to say I'm a thief because I'm getting stuff secondhand. And ultimately, I think this leads us down to where the format war is headed in the future. Like, I can stream HD 1080p content from Netflix. Mm -hmm. 
what does that mean? I'm not really involved in a format war anymore, am I? Because I'm not, I'm not using your disk anymore. I'm just using somebody's hard drive somewhere across the interwebs, you know? Honestly, I'm not I... really... Is that where format wars are headed? They're going to all dissolve into... Don't one don't think there's not media? format wars involved in this Netflix stuff because I yeah. mean even the Codex are now if you pay you pay attention to you know uh, the web HTML five O and the war between Shockwave and Adobe versus Google and uh, yeah, you know, these these there's they, that this is being hotly de- debated but it's at a much higher level now and the other thing is man there is a format war and Blockbuster is getting fucked. I mean, do you see how many stores are closing, even in our area? Yeah. They're going out of business left and right because Red, you know, Red Book is kicking their ass and Netflix is kicking their ass. But that's not really a format. That's just a distri- you know, distribution. It is total- well, I was going to say. They're kind of one and the same. It no longer is a format war. It's now like a site war. Like, are you going to use Netflix? Are you going to use premium Hulu? Are you going to use, like, Play On? What what service are you going well, to use? I kind of see it more like the way Aaron was describing it is that Whereas the format war we started talking about, HD DVD versus Blu-ray, was a hardware war in the sense that the uh, the players were involved. They were different players, and there were physically different discs. Uh-huh. This this new the the new way of things, where everything is now localized online, everything is driven off of a you know website browser driven codec driven environment. It sounds like it's come, becoming more of a hardware war, and it's it's now div- becoming a software war in the next generation, maybe. Yeah, yeah. but it's still the same. Mechan- mechanically, it's the same. And I also... I, discs, though, I, right? I, I've wondered much, a lot that how can Netflix do this? How can they stream this stuff commercial-free for $8 a month? And I understand there's some guys that like don't, you know, they pay for it and they don't hardly use it at all. But there's guys like me and Jim that are basically streaming two, three movies a night, some nights. Yep. And, you know, it's like, I just, how can they afford the bandwidth and the hardware? And for $8 a month, it's just ridiculous. Well, it's less yeah. than a fucking newspaper subscription. I don't know. I think it, bandwidth is just so cheap. I mean, it is ridiculously cheap. How much do you pay for your internet connection? It's not that cheap, And they man. will give you 24-7 Full throttle access to your internet connection. I'm, I'm talking what, like if you look at if you look at internet from like the o, like the OC 128 kind of st- you know how much bandwidth we're talking about on there. It's not that freaking cheap. So mm-hmm. I mean I don't know. I mean maybe it's like I, I do know that Netflix varies their releases so that you'll go yes. on Netflix, you'll see a movie one week and it won't be streamable next week. Isn't that mostly their stars content though, which is a good chunk of their library? Because I, I just noticed that for yeah. the first time that like I'd put in stuff stuff in my queue and it says it now it got put in a save position. So it's like they're doing the whole Disney Vault bullshit. Well, where... I hope you guys are ready to like <laughs> really be shit out of luck okay. when yeah yeah because when you have different content providers giving different sites different content, we're gonna have like sixty accounts where we're gonna have to go search and see oh does this account have this movie or you already do that with hulu and netflix yeah and it, it's get worse than that because i saw this one thing where they're talking about in the future if net neutrality doesn't work or doesn't oh, get passed God. that basically it's like oh you're a comcast provider 
Well, that means you can watch Hulu and you can watch, you know, stuff on Google and you can watch YouTube, but you can't watch any of these other things because they, their, their, their providers haven't worked out a deal with mm-hmm. the network carrier. So it's too slow. That traffic will just be choppy and shitty. Yeah. I mean, it can get ugly. It's about to. It's about and to. And the get other a lot thing ugly. is, like, you know, like, I've enjoyed the fact not. that got all these. I don't think so. I uh-huh. mean, it's I think there's going to be blood, blood in the streets if it gets that. Firewall man, you people. People put up with it. Away, they're already like. I would love if like Apple's paradigm, which looks like they're going to where like basically say, "Hey, you pay for it. It's not the digital rights managed. It's yours. You can do whatever you want with it." Uh But increasingly, it's like Netflix is kind of, you know, I'm spending eight to ten dollars a month on Netflix, and it's great that I have all these movies at my fingertips. But if I stop paying, or if Netflix goes out of business, all that stuff is gone forever. I mean, say what I will, these piece, these these things of plastic that I got on my shelf will always play if I have a player. Yeah. And that's the other thing about this content distribution. It's almost like these guys wet dreams because you have to pay for it all the time. Yeah, otherwise you don't have it. Yeah, it's like a WoW subscription. They're yeah. getting money every month regardless of whether or not you're buying DVDs or Blu-ray discs. And it's also, I think, the the distributor's wet dream because, you know, th- say, how do you... How do you reward the uh, artists and the writers and directors? And, you know, these guys all get cuts off physical media sales, but it's almost always the distri- distribution houses that get the money for when it's digitally distributed. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's they, 100% theirs. I mean, that was part of what the writer's strike was about, right? Right. And it blew they up won. in their fucking face, but. Well, it blew up in everyone's face, I think. I don't think the studios were unhappy with the way it went. <laughs> they basically made content for free for a year and, you know, beat their writers in submission. And this is way the fuck off topic. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I got, I kind of followed that through, you know. Anyway. But yeah, I just, like I said, the, the future is awesome, but it also has some scary places it could go. And if we as consumers aren't vigilant, I worry. And the fact that us consumers are the same as us citizens that let our government do all this fucking shit and basically, you know, have short term memories. I'm not exactly, uh, stoked about our chances of, uh, of, of yeah. getting a, uh, you know, of avoiding the Madden 1984 scenarios. <laughs> Well, the way I see it is I think we're going through another format war right now between physical media and digital distribution, and we're going to have the growing pains that we had with HD DVD and Blu-ray, and they're going to fight it out. Um, and eventually everything will go to digital distribution, but we're going to see like all these sites competing and trying to get different content, and eventually it will come together as one homogenous place to get all of your digital content. Maybe. but it's I don't think so. I, and I'll do you one better. Will. This isn't a format war. This is like the industrial revolution. Like it's changing the way we do business and the way we view yeah. th- rights. And there's going to be things like child labor and smog and unions warring and uh, antitrust and monopolies. And we can only be so lucky. Yeah, I mean, we're basically <laughs> trying to. Uh, the, there's going to be a lot of things that are unfair that. until we figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So hold on to your butts, because HD DVD versus Blu-ray was nothing. We're about to see yep. a shitstorm. Yep. Educate yourself on net neutrality. If you don't even know what the fuck it means, you ought to, because, like, there's a lot it of... it means the opposite of what you think it means. Yeah, <laughs> and there's, like, some scary side, uh, implications for both sides of the argument. I mean, you got possible government control of 
you know, internet versus corporate control of the internet versus, you know. Versus our control of the yeah, internet. Yeah, that's why I like the one right now. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. you know, it's a case of Amazon killed the Barnes and Noble star. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you guys think? Juiced? I feel pretty juiced. I uh, think yeah. that the listeners at this point need to put in another quarter in their machines to hear the interview. <laughs> I will say one thing I want to say in the announcements is um, I just did my physical offline fantasy football draft. Oh. Um, something I'm kind of big into. Uh, if you would like, I would like to get a Blue Yonder fantasy football league going. We should have enough listeners that if, like, you know, five to ten percent of you were interested in forming a league, you could, and you could play with me. I don't think Peter and Jim could give two shits, but I, I would see that's the I'm thing. the I rare like geek. It. I'm the rare geek, rare geek that loves football, loves fantasy football, and I will give you good games. So if we can get uh, enough guys to step forward and, and form like even a six to eight man league, which would be Candyland, it'd be like playing a Candyland version of fantasy football. Um, we can get that thing going if we get it going before, like, two weeks from now so we can beat the NFL season started. Great. I love that. Or pigskin, pick them. I don't care what ver- what format you want to play. I'm totally down. Get on our forums. I've posted a topic. Say that you're in, and I can get this thing on off the ground. Oh, my God. I've been zombified. <laughs> my final thoughts on this episode are, no matter how much digital distribution is actually taking things over. I am a firm believer there will always be a physical medium that will accompany that movement till the bitter end. And my final thoughts are fuck emulators. (laughs) Fuck physical media. Fuck this podcast, I'm out. Yeah. Will that about do it? That'll about do it for this episode, Blue Yonder. If you would like to leave us an iTunes review. And we know you don't, you fuckers. Yeah. We kind of hate you now. Actually, I yeah, we're starting to get pissed. Don't even it's... leave a review. We don't want your fucking review. Yeah, uh, we're so good, we don't even need your reviews. And we're not above using reverse psychology, so just get, 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 yeah. Stay <laughs> away from people. our iTunes feed. Yeah, stay away from it. Uh, we also have forums, www.baldmove.com. Go to them. Post. Dot com! Make comments. Uh, we have a email address, an email address, an email address. Uh, blueyonder at baldmove.com. That is correct. Actually, we also have another email address. It was called HD Yonder, but uh, Blue Yonder won in the year. Oh, yeah. That, that was pretty cool. Nice. It was nip and tuck there for a while. And I don't think we have a phone number this week. No, I'm not saying it. Come on, you got I to. You're the to guy that it. does it. You're the guy that says these things. Uh, we also have a phone number. It's 1-800-1080-P. Okay. With that said, I'm Jim Jones. I was going to see if we could all just say different names, but... No, well, you should, you can, we're not telepaths, man. All right. Well, you're supposed to be. We're supposed to be... I'm waiting to see which which uh, telepathy uh, format wins. Uh, Is it going to be empathy, you know... Apathy. Uh, telekinesis. Like, am I just going to be able to hurl you around? I kind of like that feature. So you're... So you're Rather not be Deanna Troy is what you're saying. No, <laughs> I'd rather. I want to really avoid being Diana, Deanna Troy in almost all circumstances in life. <laughs> Except hair. I mean, she's only useful hair. for telling people that someone's mad, upset, or feeling fear or pain, or getting mind fucked. 
Yeah, she does. Once per the, season. The visitor, right? It's in her contract. She has to have be be mind fucked once per season in every three movies. She is on her contract. Don't Okay. With that said, until next time, I'm Jim Jones. And I am Peter Street. Hey, Ron Hubbard, Joe.